Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. Today, we're going back in time to revisit an old school marketing tactic that has been revolutionized for today's technological world. If you've been wondering how to create better relationships with your customers, cut through all the digital noise, surprise and delight them at the perfect moment in their shopping journey, and grow a sustainable brand with raving fans, you'll want to hear from today's guest, Arian Radmond. He is the CEO of IgnitePost, a service that helps brands create magic moments for their customers using handwritten notes. With an army of robots armed with ballpoint pens, you can connect authentically with your customers at scale. Keep listening to learn how you can increase your customer's lifetime value and reduce customer churn even without IgnitePost And stay until the end because he's got a pretty dope offer in partnership with Clavio. Let's hop into the episode. Welcome to the show, Arian. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. So I'm really excited because you took a little bit of old school and a little bit of new school and really just went all in on this super cool marketing strategy that I think most people are not taking advantage of. So I'm really excited to share it. But before we get into all the awesome details about that, can you just tell us a little bit about you, what you do, why you do it, and why we should listen to anything you have to say? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So my name's Arian Radman. I'm the founder and CEO at Ignite Post. A little bit about me, I'm actually uh, trained as an engineer. So software engineering is kind of where I started. That's kind of the core of myself. Prior to IgnitePost, I actually founded a company called CoachUp, which was a private coaching sports marketplace. We were connecting private coaches and athletes in about 30 sports all across the nation. So I was the CTO co-founder there, built that platform from the ground up. And really personalization was the key. That's kind of like the common thread that runs through a lot of the things that I do. So with Coach up, really, it was about connecting one on one with individual coaches and athletes because that's what gets you the best results that kind of individualized, personalized focus and attention. So I uh, was there for about five years. We had the fortune of partnering with Steph Curry, who is, you know, multiple time MVP. That's kind of like the face of the brand, grew the business. I think by the time I left Coach Up, we were working with something like 15,000 coaches across the nation. So, really fun experience. So I was there. That was kind of what I did before Ignite Post. And then I started Ignite Post specifically because of that common thread that I talked about earlier. I tried to say, okay, if I'm trying to project forward into the future, a decade into the future, what are businesses and brands going to need to really be successful? And that kind of personalization, that was really key. And so there were kind of two major trends that I saw. 
One is everybody was getting crushed with a lot of digital communication. So whether that's emails, push notifications, digital ads, you name it. And I didn't think that that was going to slow down. But at the same time, I felt that in order to build a really big brand, the key, if you look at any of the brands that have been very successful, is they've been able to kind of cultivate this loyal following and kind of turn first-time customers into raving fans that come back again and again and again. So that was kind of the big idea and the big mission on Ignite Post is we said, okay, if I'm a brand, what are the things that I'm going to need to do to cut through the noise, cut through all this digital communication, and also be able to kind of cultivate and turn first-time purchasers into these raving fans? How can I do that? And so that's when the kind of aha moment, the idea of personalization came into play. And so that's what we do at Ignite Post. So at Ignite Post, we essentially help brands create magic moments through the use of real pen and ink handwritten notes. And the whole idea is let's give brands a way to cut through the digital noise. So send them an actual personalized handwritten note that arrives on someone's doorstep and give them the ability to personalize it in such a way that when a customer gets something like a personal handwritten note from a brand, they pay attention, their ears perk up, and they're much more likely to take whatever action it is you want them to take. So that's kind of the very quick overview. I love all of it. And it's funny with the digital communication. So when I started e-commerce badassery, I was really focused on email because there were so many e-commerce CEOs that really weren't taking full advantage of it. And I still teach that and I believe 110% in email, and I think it's magical. But every day that I'm going through my inbox, it is so overwhelming, just email after email, someone selling me something, trying to get me to open it. And I'm just like, wow, if it's exhausting for me, who is looking at it from a marketing perspective, not a consumer perspective. And like, you know this, but every once in a while, it, it hits you how overwhelming it really is for them. So I love this avenue to break through the noise and give them something completely unexpected. And in my previous day job, we had 35 stores when I left there. I think they're up to 60 now. And we had 13 when I started. Like, yeah, they're just moving. Every time they open a store, it's profitable. So they just keep opening stores. Yeah, keep doing it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but... We did a ton of direct mail because it worked. Totally. It was like that simple. It worked every single time. And I don't know if you guys existed then or how long this has been a thing, or maybe we were just living under a rock, which is also possible because <laughs> we were really old school there. I mean, we billboard radio, direct mail. That was kind of our jam and sending 5,000 postcards at a time. And it was this huge investment. So I think for the average mid-level e-com business, they're like, oh, I can't do that. So you're solving two problems for the consumer and for the business, which is so super freaking awesome. Totally. And one thing that I'll say as well is I don't knock email. Like email definitely has a place and our product is really designed to complement it, right? So nothing lives in a vacuum anymore. Everything is about this kind of omni-channel experience. And so our service is part software and part hardware. The hardware, we use robotics to do the actual handwriting that hold real big ballpoint pens and will write out real handwritten notes in a handwriting style, but our software is designed to complement your existing marketing automation suite. So we kind of work alongside with your email flows and everything that you have set up. So 
it's kind of complimentary. Yeah. And I love it too, because one of the things that I talk about, especially for smaller brands is the more personal you can be with them, the faster your brand's going to grow, the faster people are going to fall in love with you. And there are a lot of them when they start out where they are writing handwritten notes, but eventually you're not going to be able to do that anymore because you're going to grow and it's going to be impossible. And you're going to have like carpal tunnel or whatever you get from writing too much. So (laughs) (laughs) invest in a tool that can do it for you, but still make it feel really personal. And I'm actually in a membership that I joined. It was about a month or so ago. I don't even really remember. Granted, they are based in the UK. I'm in Los Angeles. So it probably took a while for the mail to get to me. But I just got a handwritten postcard the other day. And I'm pretty sure they didn't actually sit down and write it. But it was just that little extra touch. Like, even though I know what it is, it wasn't any less impactful. Totally. You remembered it? Yeah. It was impactful. We're talking about it. Yeah, exactly. So there's so much power in this. And one of the things that I see happen so often, and gosh, I do this too. We think that things are too silly or not impactful enough or don't matter or nobody cares. And that is, couldn't be further from the truth. So if you guys are listening to this and you're thinking like, Ooh, that sounds cool. But like, I don't think my customers are going to care. They're probably going to care way more than you think. Totally. Yeah. It's all about the mind share as well. I think the oft quoted stat is someone gets a personalized letter in the mail once every seven weeks. So if you are that letter, it's just that much more impactful. It's something that stands out. You'll remember it. And then the next time you go to think about, oh, who should I recommend this brand to or who should I purchase from? It's top of mind. Again, it's all about mind share and, and staying top of mind. Yes, absolutely. That's one of the main things I talk about with email too. If you're not emailing them, your competitor is. So just keep showing up in their inbox. When they're ready to buy, they'll buy from you because they're already thinking of you. Let's talk a little bit about how you see people implement this, or if someone was to just get started, how is the first way that's not proper English, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) What's kind of the first thing they should implement? Yeah. So the best use cases of Ignite Post, I typically like to start with things that are post-purchase. So if you think about the funnel, you've got acquisition, activation, retention, referral. So that kind of middle part is a really, really great section to use Ignite Post. So one of the first things I always recommend is setting up a post-purchase thank you flow. So sometimes somebody makes a first purchase with you right after their first purchase. That's a great time to surprise and delight and kind of make that impact and gain that mind share. Our head of partnerships tells this really fun story that a handwritten note was used exactly in that use case for her and left such an impact that now she has literally become a customer for life. It was as a distillery. So like I think it was a whiskey brand, but just because they reached out with a personal handwritten note after that first purchase, it left such an impact on her that one, she literally remembered where she was that day when she got it. And then for every subsequent occasion, like wedding gifts, birthday gifts, et cetera, she's returned and that's been her go-to thing just because of that gesture. So that's a super easy thing to start with. So I always like to say the first post-purchase thank you. And then of course, in e-commerce, everyone lives and dies based on reviews. So that's what we want is consistent, fresh, positive reviews. So the best time if somebody hasn't left you a review 
if they come back and make a second time purchase with you, you know, second, third, fourth, et cetera, obviously you know that they like your brand. They liked your brand enough to make a first time purchase and now they're returning. So if they haven't left a review, that's a really great time to make sure that you really go out and get a review from them. So review requests is something that we see a lot. And typically it's a flow that's set up on a second or more time purchase. So returning customer has come back to me, they purchased again, they haven't left a review, let's actually get a handwritten card out to the person from the founder or the owner of the shop, specifically requesting, hey, Jessica, you made a second purchase with us. Thank you so much. Can you please, please, please leave us a review? It'll mean the world. And that's a very powerful message because people do it because it's a personal handwritten card sent directly to you and it's very impactful. So those are kind of some of the things that we recommend starting with. And then I know you earlier mentioned that you were in a membership subscription and got a handwritten card. That I'd say is probably like number three of the most popular things we see with memberships and subscriptions. It's all about churn and preventing churn. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You send it like a month before, like do an initial thank you. And then a month before people typically churn, but you could beat that churn. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it because most folks that run a membership service, typically know, okay, people are in my subscription for six months. And then that's kind of the average churn point. And so that's the beauty of our service is with tools like Klaviyo and IgnitePost, you can kind of snap them together and say, okay, when somebody gets to the month before their churn point, here, send this handwritten card with a really awesome offer. Hey, Jessica, it's Arian from IgnitePost. Thanks so much for being a member. Here's 20% off your next three months or something. So that you're immediately jumping people over that typical churn point. And you're keeping people around longer and you almost immediately increase your customer lifetime value. So it's win-win right away. Yeah. And I love that really the whole mission is about surprising and delighting, cutting through the noise. And the focus is really on retention. And you guys listening, you know how I feel about acquisition versus retention. You have to do both always. And what percentage of your effort you put where is going to depend where you're at in your business and what you sell, right? I always use the mattress example. If you sell mattresses or cars, you're going to be focused on acquisition always because people aren't buying them any more than like five to 10 years. (laughs) Right, right. So retention is going to be a little tough. But for most people, never go less than 40% of your effort on retention and Is that something that you see businesses struggle with all the time too? Oh yeah, totally. Especially for brands that are getting started. I mean, again, this comes back to, if you look at the brands that are very successful, that build like very big successful brands, they have their retention game nailed because that's what makes you a big successful brand. You're always going to have to do acquisitions. So you're always going to have that acquisition engine going. But the thing that sets brands apart from the folks that are successful to the ones that aren't they have their retention game figured out. The folks that purchase once come back and purchase again and again and again. And that's actually how you build a very big business and big brand. So yes, acquisition is always going to be important, but the key to kind of that breakout growth is actually on the retention side. What's the stat where it's much easier to retain a customer and sell something to an existing customer than it is to go out and acquire a new one? So it's a common mistake that I see all the time, but brands focused way too much on the acquisition to the detriment of their existing customers that they should be nurturing and kind of growing. Yeah, 100%. And I don't remember the numbers. I have them in other podcast episodes and stuff, but it is cheaper to keep an existing customer than to get a new one. 
and they spend more money. They're more profitable customers to have too. And I'm drawing a blank on this right now, but I was on another podcast and he was talking about like with musicians and we were talking about the need we have to always be creating new content. But if you think about your favorite musician, you just want to hear the greatest hits over and over again. But this is also similar to that because I think of a year ago, two years ago, I went to an Alanis Morissette concert. Like, is she getting new fans? Maybe, but it's the ones who grew up listening to her that are buying her new album and going and selling out her shows. Or I think about a Dave Matthews, you know how many freaking Dave Matthews concerts I've been to? And that guy barely ever got radio play. So how were people discovering him? It was the diehard people following him around the country. I actually went to a show in Boston. Oh, nice. Yeah, this was so many years ago. (laughs) And I was with some friends who were wearing New York Yankees hats because we were New Yorkers. And there was some fights in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. That rivalry is real. Oh, I believe it. So the point is, you don't always have to be going out and getting new people create such an amazing experience with the ones you already have that they spread the word for you. Exactly. Totally. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) (laughs) And this is just one of the ways to do that. And I think it's one of the coolest ones. So I was really excited when I found your platform. Honestly, I think I was starting research to do a direct mail episode because I know that people aren't utilizing it. And that's how I came across you. And I was like, this is so much better than what I was going to talk about. (laughs) Like the old school way of doing it. I'm like, this is way cooler. So do you have maybe one or two kind of case studies or stories that you can kind of walk us through and who's been super successful with this? Yeah. Yeah. So one of them is a brand called Pure Plates. They are a healthy meal delivery service. And so they had awesome results using one of the things that we talked about earlier with this kind of like subscription extension plan. And they basically used us to a T to do exactly that. They figured out when their average churn point was and set up a card to reach out to their members prior to the churn point. But it was really interesting because with a handwritten card, it's really kind of a white glove experience. You're kind of elevating the experience a little bit. So they actually positioned it as a VIP campaign. And so when they reached out, the language in the card, number one, it came from the owner of the brand. And then number two, they said, hey, you're one of our VIPs. Thank you so much for making us a huge part of your life. Here's X percent off for your next couple of months. And it worked beautifully. I think they had like 68% of folks decided to take them up on that offer which meant that those 68% were not going to churn at the average churn point the next month, which is massive. And I think they ended up having about an 11x ROI total when they looked at the whole campaign. But I thought that was really interesting is the way they positioned it as, hey, you're one of our VIP customers. And they kind of made it this VIP experience and use the handwritten note as part of that to kind of position it like that. And when you make somebody feel special, what do they do? They take advantage of the thing that you're offering because they almost feel guilty if you don't. If I'm like, hey, Jessica, you're one of our VIPs. I put this offer together just for you. And I'm writing you this handwritten note to give it to you. Here, you should take advantage of it. And then if you don't, that is an awesome opportunity to then reach out with emails afterwards saying, Jessica, I sent you the handwritten. Didn't you get my card in the mail? Why don't you take advantage of this offer? You're one of our VIPs. Come on, what are you doing? So that kind of 
puts just a total different spin on everything. And so that was a really successful campaign that we saw. The other interesting campaign that we actually have done recently is with a broadband provider. And notoriously, cable is very difficult to get folks to sign up for because the barrier is just so huge. You need equipment and it's not just click a button and sign up. So we recently worked with a broadband provider that needed to switch their existing customers over to a new streaming service because they wanted to discontinue the kind of old school legacy cable. So we did a campaign there. It was kind of like an upsell campaign. But again, awesome take rate. I think we reached out to a segment of their population and saw about a 73% conversion rate. And that actually involved people switching their actual physical equipment. So I was shocked when I saw those numbers. I mean, I don't know if you remember when you signed up for cable and kind of what was involved. You needed an installation date yes, and physical stuff. So that was one of the more successful campaigns that we've run recently as well, is this kind of upsell transition away from legacy cable to some of the new streaming services and the new streaming equipment. Yeah. I think it could also be for anyone who maybe sells a consumable product, someone who has bought from you two or three times, but haven't signed up for a subscription yet. You know, I always recommend you invite them through email, but this could be even more impactful as well. There's just so many use cases. I feel like we could geek out on it. There's so many things. Yeah. Especially like now with SMS. So if folks haven't opted into SMS or they've opted out, because you can always, you know, our product that we send is a handwritten card. So you have full range to put any creative that you want on the front of the card. So you can include a QR code or something there that takes them to a landing page that lets them opt back into your email list or your SMS list. So you can kind of bring people back into the fold. There's literally so many things to do. And because it's so personal and you're sending someone a handwritten card asking them to do it, they're way more likely to actually do it. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's that? They always say like the law or rule of reciprocity or whatever it is, which is definitely real. But I think it's probably even more impactful when you're talking about handwritten note. And, you know, it's funny because earlier you said, oh, on average, people get a personal note in the mail. What was it? Every seven months, every seven weeks or so. And that's not even a handwritten note. That's just a personal letter, not even a handwritten note. Yeah. And until I married my husband who has a huge family and they send cards for every holiday, every single one before that can't remember the last time I got something that wasn't a bill or junk mail. So (laughs) yeah, totally. Talk about standing out. I love it all. Okay. So I'd love to just get in a little bit deeper on Ignite hosts platform specifically. So what are the options of what we can send? What's a general pricing? I'm sure it's based on volume, but it is. Yep. tell me how all that works. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it. So our platform, kind of like I mentioned earlier, we're at part hardware and part software. So I'll start with the hardware. The hardware does all the heavy lifting. So we actually have a fleet of handwriting robots that will hold real BIC ballpoint pens and we'll write out the messages that you send in in an actual handwriting style. So we don't use a font. It is actually what was someone's real handwriting at one point. So it is a handwriting style, not a font. The other interesting point is if someone wants us to recreate and mimic their own handwriting, we can actually do that. So if you wanted to give us a handwriting sample as the owner or the founder of the brand and say, all of the notes are going to come in my handwriting, that's the beauty of what we do because we can use robots to do that. All of our robots know all of our handwriting styles. So if you give us a sample, we can actually do it in your actual handwriting. That's cool. 
<laughs> yes, which again is not a font. So the robots write with human-like inconsistencies. So that's kind of the technology on the back end. And we decided to do that specifically for that because it's scalable and it's consistent and we can do things like replicate folks' handwriting. So it's really built with businesses and brands in mind. And then on the software side, that's kind of really where the power of the system lies. So what we did is we designed a platform that's really geared at being able to seamlessly fit in with whatever services or marketing automation suite you use currently. We talked a little bit about Clavio. So our platform is really designed. So if you have flows and everything set up in Clavio or HubSpot or whatever the systems you use, you can actually just take us and integrate us directly into those flows and just drop us in wherever you need us. So there's a couple of videos online of me kind of walking through how to do it, but it's pretty straightforward. So if you have a flow set up and you say, okay, right here, exactly right here would be a great point to have a handwritten note sent out instead of an email or SMS, you can literally do that right in the platform. You drag and drop and then set up what you want to say and you're kind of off and running. Along those lines, kind of setting up like what the product looks like that's actually all done on the Ignite Post dashboard. So basically, if someone wanted to get up and running with Ignite Post, they would hit our site, create a free account, you would get access to our dashboard, and then we have a card designer. So by default, the types of handwritten cards we sent are all five by seven folded cards. So imagine a greeting card that you would get if you walked into CVS or Walgreens or something, that kind of size. And then the customization abilities. So the front of the card, you have the ability to customize full color image for anything you want there. So I'd say 90% of brands either make their own design for the front of the card, or they use their logo or whatever creative they want. So you can easily just create any design you want and upload it to use on the front of the card. And then on the inside of the card, you can type out your message and we can actually give you a very nice designer so that you can see what the message is going to look like when it's written out. We have a bunch of different handwriting styles to choose from. We've got about 13 different handwriting styles that you can choose from, ranging everywhere from very, very neat penmanship to borderline chicken scratch to cursive to print to all caps and anywhere in between. And again, like I said, if someone wanted to use their own handwriting, we can also do that and make that available for brands to use their own actual handwriting. But that's kind of the gist of how it works. There's typically two ways that folks send handwritten cards through our platform. One is by kind of setting up a template on our site where they upload the image that they want to use, get the template set, and then pop into Clavio or another kind of marketing automation tool and trigger that template whenever they want it sent. And the beauty of that is you can actually customize everything at the time that you send it. So any information that lives in Clavio can actually be pulled out and used in the message. So you can talk about the last purchase they made or the current purchase that is being made or past orders or new orders that might complement whatever they made. Any information that lives in Clavio, you can pull out and use in, in the message. So that's kind of option one is trigger it in like a flow. And then obviously, if someone wants to do something like a campaign, they can always do that, right? You can pull a list, a CSV or a spreadsheet of folks that they want to contact. And then same thing, you can upload that into Ignite Post and just send it out as a campaign the same way that you would send out an email blast to a group of your users. Right. That could be really cool too, because I have some listeners who travel around and do different markets and things like that. So you could kind of pull from a specific area and send a handwritten card to say, hey, I'm going to be at this market on this day at this time. would love to see you at the booth. There's so many use cases for this. Oh my God, it's very exciting. 
I can see people doing it with affiliates and influencers that they work with as well, because it connects to tools like Klaviyo, you're only limited by your imagination. So every segment you can create in there, every profile property or event data that you have that can be dynamically inserted in there. I mean, that's so freaking cool. I know sometimes when you have so much flexibility, it can actually be harder to make decisions. So guys, if you're interested, but now feeling overwhelmed, just think about the post-purchase thank you, the review request, eliminating churn, VIP things would be really good too when you're launching new products and collections, if you do big launches in your business. So keep it with the stuff you already do to start. It's just like one extra little thing. So the card, is it in an envelope? It is, yes. So five by seven card in an actual envelope, so A7 envelope. And that's actually really cool too. And we've actually gotten feedback from a lot of brands that really favor discretion. So one of the things that sets us apart from just regular direct mail is because it does arrive in an envelope that is, by the way, also handwritten. So it's a handwritten card in a handwritten envelope. It's hidden from kind of any eyeballs that would fall upon it on its journey to its end customer. So if you are in an industry that's kind of sensitive or you don't want other folks kind of putting their eyeballs on it outside of the customer that you're sending this to, great solution for that as well. We work with a lot of cannabis companies and a lot of folks that are in kind of more sensitive industries that favor that. People, they don't want their parents or their roommates just like looking at their mail and just glancing. Or their kids. (laughs) Or their kids. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And my background is in adult novelties. And so we did a lot of direct mail and sometimes we would still do the postcards, honestly, because they were less expensive. But then we would get some backlash (laughs) from people who are like, I don't want this in my mailbox, like my eight-year-old kid. I don't want them to see this chicken lingerie. So having it in the actual envelope is really good. And I love that too, because those kinds of businesses are restricted from doing so many other things, right? Like you probably get buried on Instagram. There's so much more that you have to deal with. I always say, if you can be successful marketing a restricted brand, you can literally market anything. You can probably market ice to an Eskimo, but having tools like this is a really great workaround for all the things you can't do, which I absolutely love. And another thing you guys can think about is Just because someone unsubscribes from your email list doesn't mean they don't actually want what you sell. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed with the crap in our inbox and we get a little unsubscribe happy. I have unsubscribed and resubscribed to many of my favorite brands. But if you do have all of these suppressed profiles, you can't email them anymore. They're not signed up for SMS, but they're your customers and they're shopping. Here's another way that you can get in contact with them, which is super cool. So I think you already confirmed that it's volume-based, but what is the lowest tier if someone wanted to get started with this? Yeah. So like you mentioned, our pricing is generally volume-based. There's two ways that we price the service. We either do a pay-as-you-go, which is more subscription-based. So think of it almost like cell phone minutes. So you pay upfront for a certain number of handwritten letters each month. And then you kind of work through those. And then there's a small overage fee per card if you go over. Those plans start at $89 a month. It includes 25 cards. 
So you can kind of pick and choose what makes sense, but it's an easy barrier to jump off and just try it out. There's no limit. So if you go over that allotment, that's okay. And our team is pretty good at kind of keeping an eye on different accounts and suggesting, hey, I think you can get a more economical plan and we'll proactively reach out. So we do have pay-as-you-go subscription plans. And then on the other side, if you want the best per card rates possible, obviously that comes volume-based. So our prepaid plans is when you actually purchase upfront a set number of cards and then work through them. That's if you're going to purchase at least 2,000 cards or more and then work through them over the course of a year or however, there's no limit to kind of... Oh, that's good. Yeah. We generally like to say, kind of think about what you think you're going to do in a year. And that's probably like a good ballpark of where you should purchase. That ranges anywhere from $2.02 up to $3. So that's generally like the range that you're in, depending on the various tiers that you fall in. But it's generally somewhere in there. And there's like various breakdowns based on how much you're going to be pre-purchasing at once. Got it. And I know when you first hear those numbers, it feels like a lot. But when you think about the potential ROI, the impact, the lifetime value of your customer, and everything that's going into it, it's not a lot at all. It's actually very inexpensive to keep a customer around for another six months. So (laughs) don't be afraid of that. The other interesting thing to think about as well is we generally like to say we're not direct mail because it looks so different than direct mail. Getting a handwritten card looks so different than direct mail. The off-quoted stat about direct mail is about 20% of direct mail gets thrown away without even being looked at. So if you're going to do something like the kind of mass mail, kind of more junk mail, 20% of your budget, you're basically just throwing away. Whereas if you send someone a handwritten card, when's the last time you got a handwritten letter sent to you and you just like tossed it without looking at it? Like it almost never happens. Yeah. If it's in an envelope, I'm probably going to open it. Exactly. (laughs) So you're at least going to get the impression. So automatically your money kind of goes further. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So who is Ignite Post's perfect customer? Which brands see the most success? So we talked about this a little bit earlier. I'd say anyone that actually has a membership or subscription of any kind, we can really help out. I mean, again, it's all about keeping people in your subscription as much as possible. So that's kind of step one. If you sell a subscription of any kind, we can definitely help you out for sure. Beyond that, what we typically like to say is we look for brands that typically sell a higher ticket value. So typically, if your normal ticket price is around $100 or more, that tends to be a good fit because then the world of use cases opens up to you because you can use our product in almost any use case you think of. We do work with folks that have a much smaller use case. We work with some like nutritional bar companies and kind of protein shake companies and everything where average price could be five bucks, 10 bucks. So that does work. We can do it. But generally, if you're at that average sale price, it'd be around $100 or more. Essentially, there's almost no restriction for kind of where we can think of and where we can be useful. Got it. Okay. And then are there any brands that have tried it and haven't really seen the success? Is there anything you can kind of pinpoint as to why that is or mistakes people make? Yeah. So the things that I normally like to tell people that result in a successful campaign are the three C's. So you want to cut through the noise, connect with your recipient and have a clear call to action. Generally, the campaigns that we see that aren't successful kind of violate one or all of those. Cutting through the noise is easy because as long as you send a handwritten card to someone that you're confident that this is their address, 
they're going to get it and they're at least going to put eyeballs on it and open it. Connecting with your recipient. So that's the other mistake I see a lot is people treat the handwritten card as just like a sales touch point and they don't take the time to really personalize it and speak to the customer. So generally, if you're going to take ad copy or if you're going to take generic sales copy and just slap it in the card and say, here, let's see how this does, that generally doesn't perform because you have to think about it like, okay, if I was going to sit down and actually write someone a handwritten card, what would I do? How would I say it? How do I personalize it? And how do I really get the elements in there to kind of foster that connection with the customer? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just another generic freaking email in paper form. Yeah. Why bother do it? If you're going to do it, do it right. Why bother just like slapping something else that you have? Like, don't be lazy, like actually do it right. <laughs> yeah. And then the third is the call to action. So that's the other kind of mistake I have is not giving them a clear thing of what they want to do. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Like we certainly have customers that have no call to action and their whole idea is, hey, I just want this to be a really awesome touch point. I just want to thank someone so much from the bottom of my heart for making a purchase. I don't want them to use a discount code. I don't need them to come back and do anything. I just want this to be a very impactful touch point and that's fine. But if you do actually want them to do something and you're kind of gauging this on, is this successful or not, have a very clear call to action of, hey, there's a QR code on the front of this card. I left you some items I think you'd really like. Scan it and let me know. Or here, I left you a promotional code on the front of the card. Make sure you use it. It expires in 30 days. Something of like, all right, what do you want the person to do? So that's my typical recommendation of the campaigns I see that are very successful do a good job of all three of those. And then the ones that aren't kind of don't. Yeah. And I tell people all the time in marketing, you need to tell people what to do because they don't know. And it can feel bossy or something. And I've always had a problem with authority. Like, don't fucking tell me what to do. Okay. (laughs) But if you tell me to share or save or take an action, I'm a lot more inclined to do it than if you don't. Because they may not even think about it. They're just going to be like, oh, this was sweet. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. And then (laughs) do nothing. So it is really important to just be clear and tell people what to do next. 100%. Oh, so good. Okay. (laughs) It's simple, but important. Yeah, it is. It so is. And I don't know, like when you're in a business so much and you're doing marketing all the time and you're creating content and writing emails and sending these things, you just start to get in this like robot mode where you're just not really being super intentional (laughs) about what you're doing. And we have to like, oh, pause and kind of step back and say, did I do this to the best of my marketing abilities? I don't think so. Let me try that again. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I know we've got a little bit of a special offer that we're going to talk about in a moment, but let's pretend the audience just didn't listen to anything we said. We want them to come back. Like, what is the number one thing you want them to take away from today's conversation? I think the number one thing is if you're in the business of trying to build a big, successful brand, the way to do it is cultivating a relationship and getting people to come back again and again. That's really been the secret that I've seen. And so the Big Night Post, that's really been our mission is how do we help brands do that at scale? How do we help them cut through the noise and develop these relationships with their customers at scale and really create magic moments for their customers so that they stand out in their mind? 
So it's funny. I have this thing called the relationship centric era that I'm like really big on pushing where I think as we go forward, it's going to be more and more important for brands to actually cultivate and develop real relationships with their customers because that's what's going to set them apart from everything else. That's what's going to get customers to say, okay, I know that there's multiple places where I can vote and spend my dollars and vote with my money, but I'm going to choose to go to this brand because I have a good relationship or I feel loyal to this brand because we live in a time where there's a lot of options. People have a lot of options to purchase anything they want. So I think that's the biggest takeaway. If I was a brand is more effort on how do we cultivate that relationship with customers and do it at scale. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. Okay, so let's talk about the special little deal for Clavio users. So guys, if you're interested in doing this and you, for whatever reason, have not made the switch to Clavio, this might be the thing that puts it over the edge because this is really freaking cool. Tell us all about it. Yeah, so Ignite Plus, we play really well with Clavio. The solutions work very, very well together. And so what we did to make things super easy and to kind of remove any doubt or barriers to entry of people just trying it out, we actually have a deal going on right now, an offer that we're running in conjunction with Clavio. And if you want to try it, we will give you $1,000 of free credit. So we literally load $1,000 into your account to try out handwritten cards through Ignite Post, and we help you get set up. And the only thing that you have to do is you have to send it through a Clavio flow. So if you already use Clavio, it's super simple because the setup takes about five minutes. And if you're not on Clavio, it's also simple because you can get set up in about 10 minutes. <laughs> but that's it. So that's the whole deal. If you're interested, I'll give you the link so you can kind of leave it anywhere and people can follow the link. They can sign up and then we'll follow up and help you get set up. Yeah, I love that. And guys, now is a really great time to start deepening the relationships with your customers because... 60% of the revenue you make in Q4 is going to be from people that shopped with you or connected with you in the first half of the year. So don't sleep on this. The link will be in the show notes. I mean, it's a free thousand dollars to like test it out and see if it works. Yes. There's and literally like, no downside. <laughs> yeah. Just like do it. Carve out time. Do it. Please, please, please. All right, before we go, is there anything you wish you got to say today that we didn't cover? I don't think so. No, this has been awesome. I've really enjoyed chatting and this has been great. I don't think there's anything else that I have that was on my list to kind of go over and mention. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much again for being here and sharing this with the audience. I'm super excited for everyone to just hop on the bandwagon and try it out. Thank you guys for listening. I know you could be anywhere on the internet right now. So I really appreciate that you're here with me. I hope you have a kick-ass rest of your day and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.